Another story that we've, uh, we were hoping to talk about yesterday, and then of course we had to uh, completely revamp the show on the fly, so we're uh, going to do it today, is um, there's been more and more, you know, they're still trying to talk about exactly where coronavirus came from. We, we know it came from an animal at one point or another. It's a matter of did it pass through a lab? There's all kinds of things, right? But we know that it came from an animal. Um, and we know that right now, if, if you've uh, had any sort of dealings with uh, outdoor birds, you'll know that we've got a bit of an avian flu situation that's going on. The zoos in Edmonton and Calgary both have all their birds off display for the most part because, you know, they don't want them getting infected by all the migratory birds that come through our part of the world. It's a, it's a concern, avian flu is. Now, you, you're allowed, if you want to, to keep chickens, hens, in Edmonton or in Calgary, you just have to get a license and, and away you go. You're, you're, you're all set up. You've been able to do it for a few years now. So um, we've got an avian flu outbreak going on. Um, we've got evidence. We know that viruses can jump from animals to humans with disastrous consequences. And there's a lot of people saying, you know, this whole avian thing that's going on right now, that's something we need to keep an eye on. Could it? Could it start to infect humans at a large scale and spark yet another pandemic, God forbid, but uh, it's something we need to talk about. So we're going to chat with David Waltner-Taves, who is a veterinary epidemiologist and a professor emeritus at the University of Guelph. His most recent book is actually called A Conspiracy of Chickens, a Memoir. David, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Glad to join you. Good to talk to somebody from Alberta. That was my first book in Grand Prairie, so. You're from Grand Prairie? No, my, my first veterinary job. I graduated oh, okay. too. And my parents came from Ukraine, settled in southern Alberta, in Coaldale, near Westbridge. Gotcha. Okay, so lots of ties to this part of the country. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this avian flu situation that we have right now. And, there, you know, there are okay. people who are sort of saying we need to be aware of the possibility of an avian flu pandemic. Where are we and how realistic of a concern do you think that is? Um, it's not to panic. I mean, that never pans out well. Yeah. yeah you know, as a, as a vet, you don't panic when somebody, you say, okay, what do we got here and how do we deal with it? Um, it's, this has been around since 96. We've noticed it. It was, there was a kid that died in 97 in Hong Kong. And then people really got, uh, panicked at that point. And then they, they hadn't, didn't know what it was because the normal flu, the, the, all water birds carry influenza viruses. Okay. I mean, all different kinds of influenza viruses. They're sort of the, the granddaddies of, of all influenza viruses. And, and historically, they've kind of gone from there and then maybe to pigs and then maybe into people. So they've kind of gone through an animal or two and then it's, it's been modified. Our annual flu is like that. So this bird flu, what people have been concerned about were there have been cases where it went directly from chickens or other birds to people. And that's, and it's been, um, there have only been, there have been fewer than 900 human cases, um, but about half of those have died. And part of the concern is that these viruses, they mutate. I mean, uh, we've right. noticed from for the coronavirus. Sure do. <laughs> mutates all over the place. So that's the big concern because they said, well, as long as it's in bird, it's, it's not going to affect us. The people that have gotten it have been people who have been really close to handling birds. They're, you know, they're cutting them up in the kitchen or they're clearing out barns where there were suspect cases. Okay. So really, really close. And this virus, um, it, unlike coronavirus, which goes down deeper into your lungs, this uh, avian flu virus um, tends to just, you get it in the upper respiratory tract. So you don't get as 
sick, it tends to attach higher up. And but if it would mutate so that it would go deeper down, then then we'd have a real disaster on our hands. So the idea is to manage it while it's in other animals before it gets to people. And so, so the possibility does exist. Now, we, you know, we, we're, we're talking specifically about chickens based on the premise that, you know what, you can keep them. And I, you know, I, I'm involved with the Edmonton Valley Zoo at a at a fundraising yeah. level, and I know that all their birds have been taken off display for, I think, two years now, because, yeah. so if you've got chickens in your backyard, are you not inviting <laughs> catastrophe here? Well, I mean, that's why I wrote the piece for yeah. the Globe, because I, I mean, I have uh, vet friends who say, what are you doing keeping chickens? You've been working with <laughs> avian flu for the last 20 years, you know, you know better. But I also know that it, the chickens are going to get it from, probably from water birds. And I'm not, you know, when the birds migrate over here, I put the birds inside. I put the chickens inside. Um, and I'm not near any waterways. Um, there's no... They, they're not going to have any contact with okay. with uh, ducks or geese or anything like that. There have been other birds like hawks. There have been mammals, uh, foxes and stuff that have picked it up, but they're probably eating ducks and geese have died. They've eaten other animals that have had the virus, and then they get uh, infected that way. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I know I, like, there's millions and millions and millions of chickens that have been killed, right, over the last couple yeah. of years because of this. So, obviously, yeah. it's got to be very contagious and a big threat to the chicken flocks. Well, it, it is. And, and, and then that's one of the problems with this particular strain is that it does kill chickens. Historically, the, the avian flu viruses, there's a low pathogenic variety and a high pathogenic variety. And what they found over the last... 10, 15 years is that the, the low pathogenic can mutate to high pathogenic. And that stays in chickens, but it tends to kill them. And the idea was that rather than developing a vaccine and vaccinating the chickens, if it gets into a barn, you just kill all the chickens, right? So even if they're not dying from the disease, we're killing tens of millions of them. That's why those numbers are so high. And it's because it's in larger flocks. And there are various reasons for that. One is that if it's in a big flock, it's easier to see it, right? I mean, if I have sure. five chickens and one of them gets sick, you're not likely to, to detect it. If you've got 1,000 or 5,000 chickens in a barn, if some of them get sick, you're going to say, well, what is this? And then you make a diagnosis. So that's part of it. The other part is if you crowd a lot of any kind of animal together, they start shedding and they spread it to each other. It's like kids in daycare or people in crowded places. You start sharing various kinds of diseases. So there's, there's various things going on there. And that's why those, one of the reasons why those numbers are so high. One, it's killing birds. And two, it's making birds, we're seeing it in large farms. And then right, yeah. farms, then, then, you know, if you've got 15 birds that are sick out of 1,000, the response has historic, or over the last 15 years has been you go in and you kill all the birds in the barn. So the number goes way up. Um, the question is, could we do something else? Uh, you could probably vaccinate, but it's like some other diseases. You know what? You either do one or the other. And at this point, they're trying to keep it. You know, let's let's see if we can keep it out. Let's 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 kill the birds so they don't spread it to something else. So, I mean, like you say, you have chickens. You have hens in the yeah. backyard. You're not worried about it. It, it. It's something we can go ahead and do. You don't think it's a big well, risk? I, you know, it's, it's a bigger risk of picking up diseases from dogs and cats and things like that. So yeah. I, I just think if, if you're going to have chickens, you've got to have bylaws and rules, and people that do this have to take care of them, right? You don't leave food sitting around. You don't let the chickens run around. 
near waterways. You don't, uh, you know, especially during a migratory season, you keep them inside. And I can see the zoos because, um, you know, if, if it gets into a zoo, it has been passed on to yeah. to other mammals and so on. So you, and you got kids going through the zoos and so on. You really don't want to mess around with that. So, in my, I got a big backyard. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm careful. I, you know, I've got it's uh, it's uh, I've got a good foundation around the back to keep out uh, rats and and foxes and things like that. And uh, I've got a roof over the run so that the 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 hawks don't. I mean, I had some issues with. I learned a lot about urban ecology <laughs> you know red-tailed hawks and goshawks coming around and saying oh that looks like a meal down there Shoot. <laughs> but okay, you're reasonably well. confident that we won't one day be reporting that this avian flu pandemic uh, emerged from david waltner tave's backyard i'm i'm yeah i'm reasonable i'm counting on it in fact. It's, <laughs> i hope so david it's <laughs> yeah, a okay. it's an interesting conversation thank you so much for okay. joining us i really do appreciate it you're talking to you Shane.